Welcome to another edition of I've Had It. I'm Mike Boyd. The calm before the storm. The midterm election season begins next month and things look very bad for the Democrats. For them, it's desperation time. Well, the news this week is pretty much all about Elon Musk and with it, our vicarious adventure into the Twitterverse with him. Whether he can change the culture made up of coddled snowflakes and shameless free speech destroyers is still not known. What we do know is the political landscape is likely about to change. It's getting close to time for the inflation-creating, trans-promoting, parent-hating, crime-inducing junta to lose its grip. The steady drumbeat since the Afghanistan disaster has been building with each passing day. President Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have had few, if any, opportunities to halt the momentum that will more than likely lead them to a crushing defeat come November. With 10 states holding primaries in May, few believe the administration can do much of anything to turn the tide once the election stretch begins, but I'm sure they'll try. Six months ago, Biden said inflation was temporary, and four months ago, it hits its peak. Two months ago, he said it was Putin's fault, and this week, it hit 8.5% on an annualized basis. 1.3% increase in March alone, the highest one-month jump in 40 years. Polling numbers have stalled at around 42% approval, and the news only gets worse. The once-every-10-year exercise of redistricting has moved recently from a five-seat edge for Democrats to likely no edge, and depending on how Florida's final maps come out, the process could likely come out favoring the Republicans. That's to go along with the statistic that on average, the party in power loses 29 seats. And if a president had an approval rating below 50%, the party numbers should decline by 43 seats. The Obama presidency saw its congressional delega delegation dropped by 63 members. And in the Senate, most analysts are predicting a two to three seat pickup for leaving the Republicans with a majority in both the House and the Senate. Starting with the shocking Republican victory in Virginia, there's been a steady stream of upset victories from school boards to Congress in the last six months, which likely serve as a harbinger of what's to come. Pennsylvanians and Nevadas have switched parties, Democrat to Republican, like not seen in 50 years. And Hispanic polling has shown nearly a doubling of new Republican registrations in the past few years. Independent voter support for Democrats is also down 20% from two years ago. So since political power is basically everything to the left, what can they do? Well, depending on who you talk to, all that's remaining for the Democrats is find a way to either cheat or create a crisis. Many more eyes will be on, on them this election, so cheating will not be quite as easy. So all that's left is to basically scare over half the country and hope the spooked voter will want to maintain the status quo during an emergency. Whether it be a new COVID lockdown, Philadelphia, by the way, just reinstated its mask mandate, a climate emergency, entering into war, or some other created calamity, expect something to come along that will shake things up. Page two, if the prognosticators are correct and the Republicans sweep into Congress, 
what can we expect? Pragmatism and working across the aisle, not likely. From continually being called racist and white supremacists to locking up one six protesters for mostly petty crimes, the GOP is not terribly excited to work with the president and his minions. With that as a pretext, the Republicans know that Biden will likely veto any policy matter they deem important anyway. So why bother? Some thinks it's time to teach the left a lesson for its heavy handedness over the past few years. Historian Victor Davis Hansen came out with a few get evens in a recent column. Here's a brief list. You can find more here that's underlined on a link. Impeachment for Biden, uh, impeachment for Biden for blatant violations of immigration law. That's first. A special counsel on the Biden crime family to see if it compromised our national security. A new 1-6 investigation to go through the unviewed videotapes of that day to try to determine if Ashley Babbitt's death was caused by a reckless cop and who was responsible for holding protesters in prison without cause. Create a special committee on who botched up the Afghanistan fiasco. A special committee on the BLM Antifa summer riots and investigate what role the Biden administration played in organizing and funding them. Investigate the motives and reasons behind the extreme COVID-19 lockdown, vax and mask mandates, and punish those who, cost, who caused such financial, psychological and societal harm to millions of Americans. Elections have consequences, assuming the GOP is successful and takes back the Congress Many will be asking for blood. Only time will tell if the constant tormenting by the left will result in retribution or a sudden urge to mend fences. I wouldn't hold my breath on the latter.